back to the CP Time podcast. I'm the P and the CP, Paul. I'm Chris. I'm the C and the P. And it is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Hope you're all having a great time celebrating. So, how are we feeling today? Uh, the luck of the Irish is with us today. Feeling okay physically? Last night I didn't have a great night. La- no, yesterday, I'm not feeling good. I think I was a little overheated. My head was hurting. Yeah, I'm not feeling good today. You're going to be all right? I mean, I'll, I'll push through. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. No viruses in the yeah, house? I, I hope not. <laughs> and she laughs. I hope not. <laughs> it's hilarious. I don't feel I'm good. locked up with a sick person. <laughs> So excited. I might have gotten the coronavirus yesterday, is all I'm saying. Thanks for putting that out there. Did you get the coronavirus at the liquor store? Or at the grocery store. Or at the grocery store. So, uh, obviously, one of the big things I wanted to talk about today, um, you ventured out. Well, we had to. It had to be done. You ventured out by yourself. I sacrificed myself and my well-being and my health because... You're, even though we both have compromised immune system, I felt like I needed to be the sacrificial lamb. Yes, in case you didn't know, uh, I've been living with uh, the knowledge that I have multiple sclerosis. And I've been uh, living since with... Since 2004. I was diagnosed in 2004, uh, but fortunately, I, I was immediately put on medication, uh, which at the time was beta-seron, which was a, an, an injection I would give myself every other night which was kind of hellish for 10 years it was it was hell and then i went to an oral and i've been on an oral medication uh for the last six years it's been wonderful it's a twice twice a day thing a pill when i wake up a pill before i go to bed yeah um so i'm dealing with multiple sclerosis my wife is dealing with her her pneumothorax she had a pneumothorax twice twice the year we got married i mean it is coronavirus is a respiratory thing so i felt like so you're at a greater risk i'm at a greater risk but i went out even though i have a compromised immune system yeah so i went out yesterday (coughs) so if i cough excuse me um to get groceries because i was like well this is it you know this is like the moment we get them or we don't yeah i think i think yesterday (coughs) we have a lot of stuff in the house but yesterday kind of became a the tipping point. Oh, God, we're going to be in here for a month, and they're going to close everything. Yeah, so I went. I decided I would go to the store. Well, actually, the day before, I did a pop-in at our local Giant Eagle, and I walked in, and I turned around and walked out when I saw... That like, it was the end of time. It was the end of days. So yesterday, I decided I'll drive out to the big... For those of you listening, well, there's probably listening in other countries. We're so big now. We've already had like 30 people listen, so... We have a local grocery store called Giant Eagle, which the locals call the Eagle. So I went out to the big Eagle, the market district, and I thought, okay, you know, it's more spread out. And it was like a scene out of a movie, honest to God. I mean, there were aisles where there was literally nothing in the aisle. And I turned down the one aisle where there was bread and I saw a few loaves of bread and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I actually said out loud, I was like, okay, there's some bread. And this old man's like, I don't know what everyone's problem is. Make it such a big deal out of, you know. And I thought, oh my God, should I get into it with this old man? So I grabbed a loaf of bread and then I went to the the aisle where the meat was. And this girl, she's like a young teenager. She was 
taking meat off a cart and putting it in the um like cooler and her an old jaded woman her boss walked past and at the top of her lungs screamed don't make her look pretty just throw it in there because people are gonna buy it as soon as it's at and she did have a pittsburgh accent not as thick as i just did so basically this little teenage girl is just dumping meat she's not even organizing it into it and as she's dumping meat people are grabbing like and that's what i called you i was like are we prepared for a big grocery bill so it was just a big meat meat free for all and then i went to get some eggs and i actually should have taken a picture People opened up the egg. There was hardly any eggs left. People opened them up and just like... And left them open. Left them open, uh, broken and like mishmash. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I wait, I get I get the groceries. I get a big load of groceries. And the line is redonkulous. I mean, like end of days long. So now I'm smashed between all these people waiting to buy my groceries. So I'm already being exposed to all that, all that nonsense. I get in the car. And are you, are you like wiping down your cart and No, I had gloves sanitizing. on. You had latex. I had laid latex gloves okay. on. But I kept like, honestly, yes, I had, I had gloves on. But you don't even realize like you're brushing up against stuff. It was gross. So I came home and I took my Silkwood shower. And for those of you who don't know what that is, <coughs> Meryl Streep was in this amazing movie, Silkwood, with yes, Academy Cher. Academy-nominated role from the <laughs> early 80s. I think it was 81. And she's exposed True to... story about a woman who uh, who tried to expose a cover-up at a nuclear power plant. Yeah. And there's, there's several, several scenes. They have, to, they have to hit this button. They would work at this <laughs> nuclear power plant. I'll be the noise in the background. <laughs> and they would have to, when they were done working, they have to go and stand in front of this thing and hit this button. To see if they were exposed. To see if they had any kind of radiation on them. And if they did, like, all the lights would blink. And then this team of, like, ten... People with metal brushes would come. No, no, but but they were all covered head to toe. Yeah. Breathing Scary. apparatus. And they would rush this person into a shower into a, a shower with metal brushes and scrub, scrub their skin off. Their skin off. So basically. I took like I took like three soakwood showers yesterday, just yesterday alone. Then <laughs> we're home. I forget what we did yesterday. Cleaned or something. And you said to me, "The news." Said, I said the news. There's the governor said, all of the state stores are closing. Are are closing tomorrow? And I was like, holy. Blank, blank, blank. And there's a great news story. When they said it on the news, they stopped a woman on the street. And a, and a, a woman literally said, well, if it's the end of time, I don't want to face it sober. <laughs> so, I mean, we had, there's no doubt we had a couple bottles here. But then I started thinking. I was like, okay, say the liquor stores are closed for a week. I can manage. Say they're closed for a month. And then I started thinking, oh, hell no. I can't be at home a month without my little juice cup. Like I, so I get in my car. Oh, and b- by the way, three hundred dollars were spent at the grocery store. Three hundred dollars grocery bill. <coughs> Mostly meats. Yeah. Liquor store now. What's now, it was a liquor store. 
So so I wait. Okay. So I go to the liquor store and I can't find parking and I finally find parking and the line there's like a line of 15 people outside of the liquor store and I was like, "Oh my god." And I thought, "Well, actually this is pretty good because like they're showing precaution." So I figured there was only 10 people in the liquor store when I got in line. So I waited in line for about I'd say I was outside for about 15 minutes. And then the woman Manning the door said, okay, everybody can come in. And we opened the door and our um, liquor store, the line went around the circumference of the entire store and then back around again halfway, like a Disney park ride. Like imagine going, like imagine being in a store and, and the line going like from the front door all the way around the square of the store and then halfway looped again. That was the line to buy. And I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? And then I thought, I'm here. It's closing. And we've drank every night. We've drank every night since we've been quarantined. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's a shocker to anybody listening. (laughs) It would be to my mother. So, Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're hearing this. You know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. So anyway, I got I got to the front and then I'm walking. So I'm standing in line with all these people and they're just, you know, the hilarious thing is they're half of the people are like, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's blown out of proportion. The other half is like stockpiling for the end, like Armageddon. And, and I literally saw a man taking humongous bottles of Grey Goose, like the big giant bottles. Is that like good stuff? That's Yes. That's like very expensive, overpriced. And he's putting them in his cart. And I'm like, I mean, really? If, is that what you're like? It's end of days. You're going to. Well, tell me about you were saying yesterday about the, the very cheap boxed wine was all oh, gone. Oh, that's... Like the hobo wine you said was gone. No, I'm gonna get like I'm gonna get hate mail. Backlash. I'm gonna get major like my bougie. wife. Is, my wife is a wine snob. My wife so is know. a bougie wine snob. Well, I was like, if it's the, I mean, there's a happy medium. You don't have to go for the most expensive thing, but also if you're gonna be locked up in quarantine, are you really buying? I don't even know the name. I can't think of the name of the wine off the top of my head. Begins with an F. It's in a box. No disrespect for those people. But who, you said winos drink it. Who like it? I said hobos drink it. Okay. And I thought, okay, now he's bringing it up. So now I'm gonna be the bad guy. But anyway, if you're gonna if you're gonna like actually sit at home and drink, you know, there's a happy medium. You don't have to buy like the. I'm I'm I mean I'm kind of the pot calling the kettle black because I did buy a box of wine, just the higher end box of wine, not the hobo wine. So. You bought $200 worth of liquor. What kind of line did you have to stand in to actually be checked out? I was I was there for about 50 minutes. <laughs> I was in a 50-minute line to check out. And then and then I came home and then I took another Silkwood shower. And then I came downstairs and we actually made a, an amazing I made an amazing sauce last night no, wait to a our second. pasta. You said we we and I did help in what did you do? Dinner. I made the pasta. Wait, wait. When you say you made the pasta, let's be clear to our listeners. What did you What did you actually do when you say you made the pasta? Because if I was listening to this, I'd be like, oh my God, fresh made pasta. That's amazing. Oh I contributed. So it, <coughs> it can't be, 
No, it, well, let's just, it just can't say be what you one did way. When... It can't be one way. If I contribute like three notes to an arrangement, then I'm a co-arranger. Wait, wait, wait. When you say you made the pasta, just be clear. Tell them what you did. Um, I monitored the boiling water. I salted it. And then I, I took the pasta out. I broke the pasta and I put the pasta into the boiling water. Amazing. I cleaned it out of the colander. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, so that's what you did. What and, did I? And I also monitored the ground beef because you were running around. You told me to watch, watch this while I'm running around. <laughs> okay. So I, I monitored. So anyway, I made a, I made a sauce and, and a nice salad. And we, we, then we had a real, it was excellent. We had a really nice dinner. And then what did we do? Uh, I think we watched a movie. <laughs> what did we watch? Um, did we argue about the movie? Always. What did we watch? I forget. I can't remember. A documentary or something? Something like that. Okay. But today has actually been nice. We've actually had some, some self, some self time going on. We got up. We, we, we social we watched. We watched a little TV, and then uh, I did my workout, my home workout, which has been absolute hell. Yeah. For someone who goes to a gym and is used to picking up weights and plates, to have to actually do weird things with my body, to like fifty times in a row, is hell. Yeah. And I did that for an hour, and then I taught a Skype lesson. One of my wonderful students from Pittsburgh Kappa. We had a great hour talking about jazz, and I gave him a lot of stuff to do before his lesson next week. Do you think people are interested in this conversation we're having? Well, my name is on the podcast. I did design the logo. I do do the editing. I did play the bass solo at the beginning of the podcast. Um, You're sounding a little needy right now. <laughs> I'm I just wondering if we, people care about this Monday. We had some, not. what I'm trying to say is we had some me time, and then I watched Better Call Saul. Oh, the that's, episode yeah. that came on last night because I didn't get to see it. Yeah. Greatest show ever. I watched that. So <laughs> we had some me time before this podcast actually happened. Okay. So get to the juicy Which stuff. Which I what think are, what are is some important. Other... I think me time, if I could chime in, excuse me. I think me time is very important when you're in a relationship with someone, when you're married to someone. Every waking second doesn't have to be together. You don't have to watch the same movie every time. You right. don't have to do everything together every right. single minute. It's okay to have some time apart. 100%. And I'm going to want to practice a little later, practice my double bass. But nobody cares about this stuff that you're talking about right now. I'm talking about me time, which is important. Okay. So the point of this this part of the podcast is sometimes when you're married to somebody, you don't want to be around them. No. Uh, be an individual. And it's okay to want a little individual time okay. and space, especially if you're married. Why is that? Especially if you're married. Ah, uh, I think it's. I think that that when they say you're married, it's like two becoming one. That's that's a little inaccurate. Really, it's two coming together, and we're still two. Right. But we never see each other, so I think this this been. Hard for us because we literally, our schedules are completely opposite all the time. So the past, what, four days have been like, four days for us have been like 40. <laughs> because normally we don't even see each other. Yeah. So how many arguments have we gotten into? Like a thousand arguments. A hundred thousand. <clears throat> okay, name something we've argued about. Oh, you want to talk about this? 
No, just like we'll give a general overview. Oh, we'll okay. do a whole podcast. On yeah, because we could do a whole podcast about arguing how you hate it when I try to use metaphors. Oh, I I'm, hate that. I'm very big on the metaphors. Oh, I hate a metaphor. Like, I want you to understand and I don't what need I'm it. talking and about. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Whether it's a football about. metaphor. But nobody needs the metaphor. Or a musical metaphor. Nobody needs it. Maybe I'm explaining like, it I'll be to like, myself. <laughs> I like metaphors. I think that's the thing. I really like metaphors. I think sometimes like you just like creating a metaphor, and I cannot stand no, it. No, but sometimes you'll we'll be fight. like, we'll be driving somewhere, and he'll be, and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that red light's a little longer. It's sort of like an and you'll go no. no! I'm like, I don't need a metaphor for why the red light's longer. Oh my gosh! I, no, no, no. I just I think metaphors are effective. I work no, with high not. school kids. Okay, with I high- teach high school kids. And you hit them with the right metaphor. Nobody likes a metaphor. And and they're dumbfounded. All right. That's one thing we argue about. The other thing is, I'll be like, hey, could we spend like 25 minutes a day? We'll clean. And he'll he'll literally get up and take something to the garbage or switch the, the bag in the garbage can. And he'll be like, I contributed. Oh, my God. Much in the same way that you did talking for an hour. And then I, I had to play a bass solo 20 times. And then edit the podcast, and then create a graphic art for it, and then upload it to Anchor. And like, I had to do ninety-five percent of the work. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Our podcast is so great. And I'm like, yeah. After I did all of that stuff, who who came up with the idea for the podcast? My friend Elliot. He's so full of it. You're so full of it. Also, another thing about married couples, they're competitive. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I hate this. I hate that you're so competitive. You're so competitive. What am I competitive about? Everything. Like, what are you? Okay. Everything. Would you say Everything. you're competitive? First to the door. First to finish your food. I did this. Look what I did. I need credit for this. I now think anybody I need listening. I think anybody listening will realize that you're exactly the same because you've talked about charge. all the Give work the you've remote. done. I'm going to pick what we're doing. And I've, I've had to resort to being passive-aggressive. Passive, passive-aggressivity is like the counteraction to your aggressiveness. Like, I have to, like, go, oh, yes, we can watch whatever you, you want. want. <laughs> whatever you want. Chris. Or, Chris, or I'll be like, hey, what do you want to eat? Name. I don't care. Whatever you want. <laughs> Chris. And so then I'll say, I'll be like, okay, why don't we have this? No. And then I'll be like, well, you said I could have whatever I want, but not really. Yeah. We... We love... We play games. Well, we grew up... We both grew up in environments where... Heightened. That were very heightened and where we learned to be passive-aggressive and to use things like that. But sometimes to annoy him, I go, I'm not being passive-aggressive. I'm I'm being (laughs) aggressive-aggressive. I love it when you make yourself laugh. Okay. Oh, today, unrelated, I want to switch topics. I will say that I was... I was working and I looked out the window and I thought how quiet the world feels. Do you feel like that? Like- oh, definitely. And and driving around, I don't know if anybody So we've been we've tried to be cautious. We followed directions. Yeah. That's one one thing. We did leave. I mean, we left yesterday, but it was to get stuff and yes, I it delivered. Yes, it was essential. It was essential. We delivered some stuff to your mom. Yeah. And so we stayed home. But there weren't a ton of people on the road. Creepy. And I heard, actually heard somebody, I think I read this on somebody's Facebook post, was that maybe the air is getting cleaner now. <laughs> that people aren't there breathing CO2 into it. Okay. <laughs> so everyone's in their house and the benefit is the air is getting cleaner? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. 
Well, and this maybe. is our contribution to the, the coronavirus epidemic. Yeah. Is okay. This will be our only ranting like. Hopefully, this. this will be our only coronavirus. Um, how long have we been talking for, Paul? Uh, uh, I don't know, half an hour. Um, I tried to get her on the subject of one topic, but she still wants to do this kind of stream of consciousness, kind of gibberish. No, I like to have like a theme, but I like to just talk about talk it through. Okay. Well, how long have we been talking? Because uh, maybe people don't want to hear about I think, uh, the coronavirus. Half anymore. an hour. No, no, this is incorrect because I didn't start it. Okay. Um, so I was talking about how quiet the world seemed. Yes, it seems very, very quiet. And um, it's funny because, <clears throat> like, even though you know businesses are closed, you drive by and you see that everything is closed, it's still kind of like surreal and creepy. Oh, also, unrelated, um, I, I'm i still waiting to hear. I mean, I mean I'm excited because I have a gig coming up, but I'm still, like, living in limbo, as most of you are, to find out if, if we're going to be working. Like, are we going to be performing? Are we going to be going to work every day? Paul and I both teach, but we also gig. Paul's lost a ton of gigs. I've lost a ton of gigs. So every day sort of feels like, it feels a little Groundhog Day, doesn't it? It's the weird thing for me is that as an artist, you you count on you count on having work. Uh, as a musician, you count on playing, and there's nothing that feels better for a musician than to have somebody call you up about a gig that's happening in six months or eight months, and you for you to mark it down in your calendar. Yeah, so you and, you, and you know, okay, I've got this thing in December. I've already got it. Mm-hmm. You know. And then as we approach, you start filling up your calendar, you know, and you have this full calendar. Your book is full of all these dates. And that just totally got wiped out. Yeah. And now it becomes, well, when am I going to play again? Is this thing going to happen? Because it's looking like it's not. I read news today, and I shared this with you, that the superintendent of Pittsburgh Public Schools came out and said they foresee this not ending before April is over. Right. So really, we're going to be home for six six weeks. Excuse me, we might be home for six weeks. Yeah. As far as and and if we're not going to school, I'm sure we're not going to be able to go to a bar. No, they've already closed all the bars. Which means I'm not going to be playing music. Right. Which means you're not going to go to the theater. Right. To see a show. I mean, well, at this point, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm booked to play a show for Front Porch Theatricals at the end of May. I'm hoping that that gig happens. I'm really hoping that I can go and do that gig. Yeah. Because I, I need it. Well, I think we should wrap up the, we should wrap up the coronavirus stuff because I think people are already like inundated, and probably like overwhelmed by it. And we should just uh, maybe wrap this one up by saying be safe. Well, I'm I, I want people to know. We know exactly how you feel. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> there there's a million. <laughs> Other people out there that are stuck at home that feel just the way that you do, especially an artist, especially people that yeah, have FaceTime this, your friends and family. This kind of transient income yeah. where you don't have this job with a salary, and I hope this is over as soon as possible. Agreed. And it's scary. The unknown is scary. Having a full date book is not the unknown, you know? Right. It's scary right now. Um, I hope we can get through this. I don't mean to be a downer, but I want... I think everybody out there should know we're scared like they are. Well, I think I think we'll make it through. But we have fortunately a lot of things. I've been I'll tell you what. 
I've had some goals since this whole thing started. One was to work out six days a week, and I've been on track with that. Uh, one was to read a chapter of a book every day, which I haven't started yet, but I will get to. Uh, one was to get this podcast off the ground, which we have. Can I get a fist pump on that? No fist pump. She's not slowly. Oh, here it is. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. And I think it's a little, it's been a little a I'm little trying heavy. to be positive. I'm, no, I'm, I, I get it, but I think... I think our next, our next one should be um, a little light, lighter hearted. Okay. We talked about the Cronus virus and bickering. Okay. Do you agree that the next one will be a little more uplifting? Sure. Don't you have it? Do you do you have anything positive you want to end on? A yeah. Have um, have quality time with your family, and um, be safe. And should we sign off with a kiss? Sure. Thanks for listening.